stupid spoiler. Please be advised. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Hello, everybody. Welcome to Spoiler App 42. We're banging them out. This is like two in a row. It is like two in a row. This is fantastic. It's nuts. And uh, I can't wait to talk about this movie more, too. I, I don't. No, really that's it. It's yeah, going to be a short episode. Yeah, then. I don't really. I didn't see it. <laughs> yeah. Is that, is that getting away? Is that a problem? <laughs> uh, Not for I don't a co- really like movies. Yeah. <laughs> Not a fan. I just don't know. Every yeah. week we got to come in and talk about another movie. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So, okay, guys. We got to do this every time, but just uh, let's introduce our guest. Well, it's announcement oh, wait, first. No, but announcement. Yeah, do episode. it. So, if you're new to the spoiler episodes, we're just going to talk about one movie. This episode will be Hail Caesar, and we're going to give away endings and all the details and stuff like that. So, if you haven't seen it and you listen and then go, they gave away the ending. You're dumb. <laughs> Um, so, so, so don't use your dumb voice. Yeah, don't use your stupid voice saying dumb things. Yes. They gave away the ending. Yeah. That's, say it all serious. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> How dare they? Um, so that gave away the ending character voice was done by our guest, uh, who was on the show a long time, four or five years ago, maybe. Yes. Oh, geez. That yeah. was a long time ago. Yeah. Wow. So bringing him back. Yeah, Ladies. that's how much they love me. <laughs> <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, Paul Gobel. Hello. Oh, Thanks for having oh, me. Oh. I'm very serious about films. <laughs> well, this is why it's been five years. Yeah. Because yeah. we don't Makes like that sense. Professor Film character. Guy. That's his name, Professor <laughs> Film. Professor Film character. Professor Robert J. Film. <laughs> <laughs> I call him Bob. Yeah. Well, you've known him for a while. Bob okay. Film. Um, sure. So so what uh, what podcast are you doing now? Because I know you had the King of TV. That's right. I was doing the Paul Goebel show for a long time, and then we quit that. And then uh, I started this new one called Hey, Watch This with David Bax from Battleship Pretension. Mm-hmm. And I've been doing that for a while, three years now. So that's the only one I'm doing. I'm, I got a few on the burner. I got a few cooking. You got a few, in de- you got a few podcasts in development? Exactly. Well, it's actually... <laughs> Does that mean they're just on an SD card? Yeah. I'm, I'm waiting to waiting to pay the money for feed hosting. That's all. That's what I'm waiting for. But there are so many. There are like actual podcasting like networks now. So, you know, I actually I was talking to uh, who was I talking to? The guys at uh, uh, Earwolf mm. and uh, and there's another one. Wolf Pop. Now uh, I want all things comedy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've and, heard of them. Uh, yeah. The, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And but, so I was like, hey, I got some ideas for podcasts. So I got some in the burner. But right now, it's just, uh, it, hey, watch this, me and David. Well, whatever you do, uh, make sure you give all your rights away to the show. Oh, for sure. <laughs> to the network, you mean? Yeah, to yeah. the network. Make sure you don't retain anything. Yeah, for sure. And no ownership. Well, that's definitely the way. defeat the whole purpose of podcasting. <laughs> yeah, right. By just by, signing yeah. away. Yeah, that well, that I mean, isn't that the model? Any a big corporation comes in and says, "Hey, I want to aggregate all this, all this stuff, and take the money for it," because you guys got famous. That's what you guys got out of it, right? You're super famous. I'm <laughs> <and> rich. <laughs> well, that's why it's an we're, equitable trade. That's why, yeah, we're not famous, <laughs> but that is why we're with all things comedy. They don't own any content. Or no, anything. no, they, really they, just they kinda, do it correctly. They just kind of help get advertisers and stuff like that. And those guys are cool, also. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, yeah, so uh, hey, watch this uh, is what I do every week with David, and we just we each pick a show and we talk about it. This week, uh, this week for the first time in three years, we both watched a different episode of a show. We were we were confused about what episode was the premiere of the Venture Brothers. I said I want to watch the premiere of Venture Brothers this week, and apparently there was one episode that didn't get released. It was uh, like you could only see it online or something. It was episode zero. A hidden episode? Yeah, basically, like for fans only. So David watched that online. I watched episode one, which was on Cartoon Network. And we talked about it for a half hour before we realized we were talking about two different episodes. (laughs) That's the best part. Because Adventure Brothers is such a crazy uh, effed up show that for 30 minutes we went... Yeah, I guess I, I missed that part. Uh, all right. Anyway, and then we would go on. But for a half hour, we talked about two different well, episodes. How did you come? Did one of you finally go, hey, wait, what did you watch? What, like, yeah. what did you come up with? Well, yeah, I, I was like, I, well, because at one point he goes, well, the episode's an hour long. And, you know, v- 
most adult swim shows are 15 right. minutes anyways. And I was like, really? It seemed a lot shorter. Okay. And then it things started to add up. Then and, one, it, and then one of you said, oh, well, no, I watched Teen Titans Go. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, it was really strange that, I mean, because there have been times when we couldn't watch things or when, uh, like, David's like, I want to watch this episode and it's not available anywhere because mm-hmm. uh, it's an old show or whatever. But we always make sure we watch the same show. <laughs> and this time, hmm, just didn't happen. <laughs> All right. Well, blame your producer. Uh, yeah. that's I always blame the producer. But the great thing is if you listen to it, you'll know right away, oh, these guys watch two different shows. And then like 20, 30 minutes will pass. And then we both go, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> We're dumb. But then we also talked about this week's episode of The X-Files, The New X-Files. And, uh, and we do all that, all that uh, fun TV stuff. So uh, Excellent. Hey, watch this with Paul and David is what it's called. You let's do it. Very cool. All right. All right well, let's uh, get into let's Hail get Caesar. Hail Caesar. So um, who goes first? So should we let our guests go first? Well, I, I liked it. I mean, I'm a Coen Brothers fan from way back. Blood Simple sure. is one of my favorite movies. Mm-hmm. It was like... You know, when that came out and I was in high school, it was like a formative time. I, that was the first movie I saw where I went, oh, that's what dark comedy is. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, and ever since then, I like, I'm very, very critical of Coen Brothers movies because some of them are so great, like Miller's Crossing or Lebowski. Mm-hmm. Some of them, not so good. Hudsucker Proxy. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that's such a great movie. Okay. I like that one. Yeah? <laughs> really? It's for kids. It's for kids, you know, for kids, yeah. But uh, but I'm always very critical of it, and I expect a lot. So, like, this one, I, exp- I I knew it was long, and I knew it had a million people in it, so I thought, oh, I get it. It's like a big budget, you know, epic movie from the studios, and so, and that's what I got from it. The one, only, I, I liked it, for the most part. It was a little long, and I'll say, for me, the movie didn't even begin until the Channing Tatum dance sequence. Right. Like the whole part up to that, I was like, let's fucking go. Let's get this movie started. What is what is this movie even about? And then it's not till then that it gets good. And that's the best scene in the movie, if you ask me, <clears throat> that dance sequence. Mm-hmm. Um, but after that, it gets really good. And I thought, especially at the end, I was like, because a lot of Coen Brothers movies, you don't really know what they're about until it's over, you know, like a serious man. You know, you watch the whole movie and nothing happens, and then you go, oh, that's what it was about, right. where nothing happens. But this movie is kind of like that, in that you're there's all these other things going on. Scarlett Johansson's story, and the whole communist thing, and and little characters. Like Channing Tatum, he does very little in the movie. Aside from that great dance scene, he does almost nothing in the, in the rest of the movie. Carries a briefcase. Carries a briefcase, drops it in the water. <laughs> Um, but yeah, aside from that, it's not like he has a major character. And also all these things go on that seem like they're very important, but what's really happening is we're watching the story of this guy and what he does for a living. And, you know, uh, my, at, when they first introduced Josh Brolin, it says head of physical, what does it say? Head of physical production yeah. on his door. And I think that's the key there. He's the head of physical production. Make sure all the T's get crossed, you know, all day long. Mm-hmm. He's actually, he's a studio fixer. That's really exactly what he, what he is. is. Yeah. He's a studio fixer. He, uh, you know, because the movie opens with, you know, him kind of rescuing a starlet from making some naughty, you know, postcards. Right. Yeah. Uh, right. And uh, paying off the cops and all that stuff. And every, the, the entire film is him putting fires out, like literally yeah. within like a day. And then the, uh, um, I think the the trailer was a little deceiving. Like I went into this Absolutely. movie thinking it was a a kidnapping movie about you know George Clooney disappearing, and I thought that was yeah. the entire film, but it wasn't. Not it was a, really yeah. that was like each big star is only in this movie a couple of scenes. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I like the movie because overall I like the movie because I just like the Coen brothers. And I know mm-hmm. they're, they're never going to do something where I go, what the fuck was that? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right. you're always going to go, that's interesting, that's cool. That's a swing and a miss, but it, right. it took a big swing. Or right. I felt that way with Burn After Reading. I'm like, well, I didn't really like this mm-hmm. movie, but it's I still agree. a couple interesting things. Serious Man was like that for me. I, I mean, I like watching mm-hmm. A Serious Man, but I feel very unfulfilled after watching mm-hmm. it. I, well, that was sort of the end of this movie for me. Like, yeah. the end, okay. I sort of went... Okay, so right. you w- took me on this fucking communist boondoggle for two hours or yeah, whatever, right. hour and a half. It's not that long of a movie. But like it was like you, you – all these things in there and then it's just sort of like, eh, you know, and, and that was where 
and I was talking to a friend of mine who, who, who works a lot kind of closely with these movies a little bit. And he was like saying, he goes, the lead didn't have a character arc. Josh Brolin didn't have a character arc. Right. And their best movies all have someone who goes through like right. something. Fargo, No Country for Old Men. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have really like, holy shit. Um, and so it, that's what I felt was missing. It ended and I kind of just went, oh, what did I, what did I, what did I just yeah. see? Um, this, I think, there's yeah. all these individual scenes are amazing. Yeah. And they did a great job. And again, I, I watched at the Arclight in Santa Monica and afterwards they did these, you know, those Arclight interview oh, yeah, TV yeah. thing. Uh-huh. Uh, not the TV. behind the scenes thing. The behind the scenes thing. So they had uh, Roger Deakins, who's the DP, mm-hmm. and Mary Zofries, Murphy, Murray Valeriano's wife. Right. Who, <laughs> and both they showed both of those people have done like ten or so Cohen Brothers movies. Right. And to hear what she, you know, what Roger Deakins is, I think is one of the more amazing cinematographers out there to hear his process. He was like, I like shooting single camera. And he was so ecstatic that they went, it has to be shot on film because we want it to look like that visually to me was Mm -hmm. amazing. That was great. Yeah. The colors and and then her costumes, like Mm -hmm. she went out and found all these old costumes and in the interview was like, you know, I grew up watching MGM musicals. So that's why I got into costume design. So the, all of that detail is why I'm like, I'll go see any Coen Brothers movies yeah, about anything. I'll right. see whatever they make. Cause it I looked kn- amazing, for sure. It was, it was stunning. Yeah. I just wanted a little, like, I wanted a little more. I wanted it, as opposed mm-hmm. to just sort of like, day in the life of a, of a Hollywood fixer. But I think, right. See, I think that was the point of the entire movie. Is that, I, I think it was, too. Yeah, this I, guy, like you said, he's a fixer, and he spends all day in the entire movie, beginning and fixing. Even right. when he walks away, like my, the, my, one of my favorite scenes is the end with Tilda Swinton. When he says, here, I was going to deliver these to you, but I'll get, since you're here, I'll give them to you right, right. now. Yeah. Like that flower thing, those just literally fell into his lap, yeah. and he's yeah. like, I got to get rid of these. Here. And that's, that's what he go. does all day. All day yeah. long, and he thinks real quick. And then, and then he has – I, I, I mean, obviously, it's a movie about Josh Brolin, and it goes to your point about the way they advertised it. You think it's about yeah. George Clooney. That might have right. been part of my yeah. – why I was like – You know, if, uh, if it had yeah, been who's marketed character? properly, who's I think we, we all would have never would have taken that left turn. <laughs> but Absolutely. honestly, though, I can't I, – I don't think you can put it all on the marketing because no, no, no. Uh-huh. they did set up – these secret people kidnapped. Yeah, and Wayne Knight future. and uh, Jeff. Yeah. What's the guy? Jeff Stevenson, whatever his God, name is. So funny. Yeah, but I see. I thought that was like to me. I was like, oh, I'm watching just Trumbo. Like I thought this is like. They it seems would, like it'd be a good double feature. This movie and Trumbo right, together. Yes. I thought it was about a blacklist thing. I was like, oh, this right. is Spartacus. He's uh-huh. he's yeah, Kirk right. Douglas. He's the biggest guy of the time. And right. Oh. He does have like Kirk Douglas was trying to implement these 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 yeah. socialist ideas into mm-hmm. movies, and I was like, oh wow! And that's all just like, oh, he had sex with, so he's gay, and he had <laughs> sex with the the German director, yeah, and Christopher that, Lambert, Christopher Lambert, and then no, Ralph Fiennes was supposed. Oh, to that's be. right, it was yeah, Lawrence. Was to be. That, that was the uh, that's yeah, right. That was the uh, you know the the gossipy of Wings comment. on Eagles, right? Yeah, but but you know, but of course it, it it's it's great because it's Hollywood gossip. So do you ever get a confirmation? Was it true or not? You, you never know, you do. That, yeah, and but George Clooney goes <gasps> like when they bring it up to him when he's right. kidnapped in the right. Malibu house. Yeah, right. there, there's all these little cool subtle things. Yeah. Um, now. I really like this movie, and I, I felt like even after I got the over the initial of like, oh, this isn't really what the trailer w- was showing. Mm-hmm. I loved the fact that it felt like the Coen brothers going, you know what? We're going to play around in the studio system of 50s Hollywood, and we're going to go Absolutely. wherever we want. We're going to have scenes go as long as we want when there's no business for them being as long <laughs> right? as they are. And we're just going to make something... It really felt like a, um, and I don't mean this as a, um, an insult. It felt like a bit of a, a, um, a vanity project. Mm. Um, it also felt a little bit like um, one of obviously their funnier movies, like uh, Oh Brother Where Art Thou, where they were, this is more in the comedy realm than a dark comedy. This is a much broader mm-hmm. comedy, mm-hmm. and <clears throat> I, I think there was a little bit of an act, uh, an arc to Josh Brolin's character. It was very small. Let, let's, it was very small. You see the day in the life of a fixer, yeah. but you also see him soul searching. Is this the person I want to be? Is this the life yeah, I want to be? And also, is this this will this job um, make me an adult if I go with the basically the defense contractor? Right. And what I love too about the Coen Brothers, even in their comedies, they put these little threads in that kind of tie everything. Even. 
not necessarily directly together, but you also have you have the cold scare, you know, the cold war. You have mm-hmm. communism. You have a defense contractor. You have them figuring out how does this all kind of go together in a uh, a Cohen Brothers world. And right. even though they the threads were thin, you know, to pull everything mm-hmm. together, they were there. Yeah. And I just loved um, the scenes that, like, you could tell everyone on the set was having an absolute yeah. blast. Like, when you see yeah. George Clooney with the oversized goblet laughing, <laughs> but seriously. <laughs> like, right. You know, scenes like that, oh, my God. And Channing yeah. Tatum dancing. Killing it and, and Scarlett Johansson. Oh, my God. Well, that, aqua- really that, 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 that scene was so amazing. Yeah. They yeah. shot yeah. that the way those old yes. Exactly yes. water and looked yeah. the same. Yeah, and you have, exactly the, you have the live the band. You have yeah. uh, when Rob... <laughs> Ralph Fiennes trying to teach the cowboy how to say one line. Like, <laughs> yeah. <are they laughs> and that I, that was, honestly, that part kind of blew me away because they were like, get Hobie. Oh, he can't act. He's a cowboy guy. And that's how it was in the old right. days. Yes. These cowboy guys were amazing at lariats and all right. that other yeah. crap. And that stunt was talk. absolutely ridiculous right? where he flips over on the tree and then <laughs> Shoots the horse. Yeah, horse. Yes. It's crazy. And yeah. then, like when he's on the the date that the studio sets up. Yes, uh, with the woman that's obviously supposed to be like Carmen Miranda. Carmen, Carmen Miranda, Miranda, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, she was awesome. And so I, I loved how they just gave all those little nods. Mm, right. She's like, "Boy, I love your movies." Like, man, I don't know how you sing that high. Or yeah. It's like, oh, it's how, do you, how do you sing with fruit yeah. on your head? Yeah, how do you sing? Yeah, right, right, right. That's the line. That's the line. How do you sing with fruit on your head? Which is just like that's so. There's all these little winks that I just that I love right. as, yep. as a mm-hmm. as a yeah. A, a film history fan. Yes. You're going to love Absolutely. that. I felt like they just wanted to go out and shoot those big scenes and went, oh, how do we have a plot? I think true. that was part of it. I Absolutely. really do. And I think that was part of the ways they wanted to play because they, uh, yeah. I, I was reading about this. Originally, the concept for the film was all about just what was going on in a gladiator film. Mm. And then that, but that got, that was like years ago. That got scrapped. They brought it back <laughs> and then they made it into this big kind of like studio fixer movie to show all these different types of movies. It's a great idea. And you know what? I'll, I'll tell you, I can't imagine what that production uh, design budget was yeah. on this movie because not only you're recreating these old time Hollywood movies, you're creating multiple versions of them and right. they're all epic you know you've got yeah. uh so well, and some scenes too the submarine yeah which wasn't uh-huh. even in a movie but that's that's right out of all those old movies right uh-huh. so all those scenes the the scene in uh jonah hill's office right that cramped little office right. of the guy stamping papers and the casting is so good and the acting is so good and it's just you're laughing at every single scene and every single thing a character does and it shows how great direct how, how great of uh a director, both of them are, because they all do everything together. Grant's yes. playing with his pen. Uh, <laughs> no, you're right, because obviously they wanted to make these big, crazy scenes, and, mm-hmm. and they were able to do it. This is what I got out of the movie, because mm-hmm. I, Coen Brothers make me think a lot. And like I remember when I saw Serious Man, I was really upset like for days afterwards trying to figure out what the movie was saying to me, and somebody had to like sit me down and go, here's the point. Calm down. Calm down. Yes. It's just a go movie. on with your life. But, but here's what I got out of it. You got... You got Josh Brolin's character, who's a fixer, all day Mm -hmm. fixing these things. And there's major things happening around him. A woman is having a baby. Um, Communists are trying to take over. Someone got kidnapped. Big deal. You know, thousands and thousands of dollars are going around. But what's his main concern? That he's lying to his wife about smoke. Yes. (laughs) He can't stop smoking, which is is killing him inside. And then he has to lie to his wife about it. And, like, that scene where he's eating dinner... And She's she, over his shoulder, over which is his a great shoulder, shot. and she even says, "Well, you're the smart one. What do you think?" That's it's like that's the best part of the whole movie for me because it's clear she's his on his shoulder, guiding him to do the right thing. But he's so it's like this is the most important thing in the world. And then so you got all these crazy important things happening. He's trying to dot every i and cross every t, and then they drop the money in the water. And I thought to myself. Oh, that's the point. All this crazy shit that happens, who cares? Who gives a fuck? They went through this whole kidnapping plot to get all this money. Channing Tatum drops it in the water. They all look at each other and go, eh, oh, well. And he gets on the sub and all the communists go back home. And they're like, oh, well, the money wasn't really important. And you know what? None of this is important. Right? <laughs> Communism was a failure. Obviously, it didn't work. Uh, these big stars who have big ideas, who gives a fuck? You know, when uh, Josh Brolin slaps George Clooney in the right. face and says, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Go do your job. Yeah. We all got jobs to do. Go so be a star. Go do it. Yeah. <laughs> and I, that is what, 
and that's when it all came together for me. I was like, that's what this movie is about. What you do on a day-to-day basis and how you treat the people who are important to you, that's what life is. And he could have easily taken his, they, they couldn't have made that job sound any better. He could have taken it, worked right. there for a year, <laughs> been a millionaire for the rest of his life yep. and smoked cigarettes. But he was like, that's not a job. That's not a life. That's that's not living your life. He would go to confession every day and say, oh, Father, I'm a slothful. Yeah. I just sit around and smoke cigarettes and all he, day. And he, he, he was the kind of uh, person that loved the chaos. Absolutely. Well, he I, loved show business. He loved working business. in the yeah. circus. Like, that was the thing. Like, uh, oh, definitely. And I think that, the, 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 to your point, you guys are kind of, Turning me around on this film a little bit. Let's go see it again. Yeah, see it again. Yeah. I fucking like Hail Caesar. Yeah, yeah. Um, not that I didn't like it, but but I think when you make that point, Paul, the flowers then at the end sum it all up. Is he being honest about it? No. Right. Did he buy flowers for? Her? No. Right. But he just wants her to be happy. Right. <laughs> he wants her to be happy. Is it? Is 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 it? Is it? Is it pure heart why he wants her to be happy? No, he wants her to write nice things for his studio that he right. works for. He, wants, he wants, wants everything to move smoothly. Everybody yeah. to be taken care of. Look, exactly. you get your column. Just do it. You know what? They're going to be having dinner. You know, like he yeah. says, he mm-hmm. says they're going on a date. I don't know. You're going to get a break. And then he, he, he wants to keep the wheels turning. Keep the wheels turning. Yeah. And like George Clooney, don't fuck this up. So I'm going to slap you yeah. around in that <laughs> yeah. dumb... That dumb Roman outfit that he's that, in for the, the entire, entire movie. movie. He's in a skirt the <laughs> yeah. entire goddamn movie. It's pretty funny. Which is fucking hilarious. Yeah, and he never says, oh, I need to take a shower or no, nothing. whatever. Nope. He's nope. just so, having fun. So I want to go, though, I want to go back to the the thing where it kind of took me out of it, I think. I want to go back to the submarine scene towards the end of the movie, mm-hmm. right? So Channing Tate. So here's what they've set up. And this is the, the like, uh, this was a kind of a, a visual thematic problem, I thought. Uh-huh. So they set up very distinctly. Here's the film. They'd show you the actual thing being shot. Right. And it was bright and glamorous. And then they'd go cut. Right. And so then we kind of see the real world. Now, granted, it was their Coen brothers, sunny, colorful 50s Hollywood. Hyper-realistic. Hyper-realistic world. And it's also Roger Deakins (sighs) with a very specific... uh, look and then also it, it, afterwards, it's being put into color processing. It's a co- yeah. it's a color palette. It's Deacon's mm. going getting to really work with film, the medium of film, yes. and how to process the color, how to light mm. it, how to shoot it, all of that. And then you've got going back to the production design, how good of a job that was right. done. Uh, Mary Zofri's costumes fitting into that production yes. design and how beautiful it was. But there was a clear line between. This is the this is the movie. Yes. This is these are the movies. These are the pictures, and mm-hmm. this is what's actually happening. Right. Mm-hmm. So that shot of him, like George Washington crossing the Potomac, which was funny. <laughs> right. I thought, oh, we're back in a movie. Yeah, yeah. And it took me out, and then I was like, so I didn't believe that the submarine thing was actually happening. I, I said, oh, Channing Tatum, this must be the sail. The sailors now have to stop communists. <laughs> mm-hmm, right. And then I was like, oh, this is actually happening? These are the actual communists and he's actually getting on a submarine to go to the Soviet Union? I was like... I'm going to give you the counterpoint to that. I think because it was towards the end of the film and you've seen both of these worlds, the manufactured world and, quote, the real world, even though they're both obviously manufactured Mm -hmm. by the Coen brothers, that scene was deliberately staged to blend those two together because Mm. it's toward the end. So you're looking at, like, the manufactured world and the real world and are they really that far apart are they or are they uh, overlapping and that's and that then then i guess that serves the point of josh brolin just loves this world yes on set mm-hmm. behind the camera offset wherever he loves when the gossip colonists come up and bug him he loves yeah. it. He yeah. likes to play them because, <laughs> yeah. because this is it just makes his job easier when they come to mm. see him because instead of having to call them and go, hey, these guys are on a date, he goes, oh, I'm glad you're here. Listen. And he manipulates yeah. them yeah. and yeah. sends yeah. them out. God, Tilda Swinton in two different outfits. That's and it was so every great. scene. That's classic. That's classic <laughs> yeah. Coen brothers. Yeah. So good. Yeah. And they're one's jealous of the other. Yeah. Like the, and each each outfit was more ridiculous than the last one. Which is yeah. you're making fun of the Hedda Hatter, whatever. Yes. How's the society page? You yeah. know, that kind yeah, of the exactly. gossip comments where they would always wear these crazy. Well, the funny thing hats. was, well, I, honestly, I really felt like God, this. if this had come out a year later, I would have thought it was a direct parody of Trumbo. <laughs> yeah, because right. Helen Mirren says, 
Well, my 35 million readers, <laughs> right? They would like, like, she's like mean. So then one of them, one of the sisters says that she has 19 million. The other right. one has 15 right. or whatever. Like, it's like. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was so, such a great idea. I mean, it seems simple. Like, well, just get the same actress to play this part and it'll be a funny joke. Mm. But the way it was executed, because no camera tricks where they're on the, no split screen uh-uh. or whatever, where they're together or they're talking. No, like, actress playing the same part jokes in there. Right. It was just because we want these people to seem exactly the same, but in different outfits. That's what it was. Right. And, it, and that's exactly what it was. At, like, they didn't he, put a mole on one of no, them. Right. You know? I mean, the Coen brothers are basically saying all these gossip colors are the fucking same. Exactly. Right. And right. back then, especially, that's how you could tell them apart was their crazy hats. <laughs> who's, who's, who's got the biggest hat this week? Right. <laughs> yeah. It, every character in that, and like, you know, even the Carmen Miranda girl, like, I, I looked her up. I was like, who is this girl? And she was in a few things, but I feel like the casting was so specific for this. Like, you know, who do we get to play the Esther, uh, Esther Williams role? Super chick who looks super hot in a, a swimsuit, Scarlett Johansson. Right. She's, she's great. You know, and who's the hottest hunk who can dance right now? Channing Tatum. Yeah. Get him in here. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and they just got everybody. I don't know. I think this is part of a way to like they're fooling people into seeing a Coen Brothers movie, you know? Yeah, because you have so many stars. Right? In it. So yeah. many big. George, oh, I'm going to go see this new George Clooney movie. Right. Like, could you imagine a simple man? People are like, who? What? Who's in this movie? Mm-hmm. The guy from uh, Boardwalk Empire? I'm not interested. But this one. <laughs> yeah, you know, what's Boardwalk Empire? Yeah, yeah. is the next question. <laughs> the guy from what? Yeah, but yeah, I want to go see this George Clooney, Josh Brolin movie. And I don't know, it's funny because the the Coen brothers, you think about like No Country for Old Men and Serious Man, even True Grit is not like a big blockbuster star vehicle. But this, it totally is because of George Clooney. And yet, it you know, that's not the kind of movie it is. They can totally market it that way, but it's not even that. But the the thing is, and, 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 and it kind of goes to both your guys' points of it, it needed that this movie it needed that star power. needed the yes. star power surrounding Absolutely. it. Whereas like inside Lewin Davis doesn't no. need that. It needs to be kind of no name and gritty and new. Right. York yes. and, the opposite. Uh-huh. Exactly. Um, so, so let's go. All right. So we've talked about the, basically the end of the whole movie where George Clooney's back in business, the communists right. get arrested mm-hmm. Uh, saved by the cowboy. Saved by the cowboy. The cowboy <laughs> saves them. Who all of a sudden was portrayed as this dumb hick, and then all of a sudden has some actual insight and actually rescues him. So, yeah. <laughs> well, and, and he doesn't even like. It's not like he rescues him like in the movie either. He walks in and goes, "Hi, well, where is everybody? Oh, they're at the beach. All right, we got to go then. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> yeah. And just ushers him into the car and drives him home. Yep. He rescues him, but in a very you know simple modern way. I thought I, I, he was the hero, and he was the, he just showed up. We go, okay, he's here. It's not like he was the returning conquering hero. He was the quiet hero, kind of like the way he was in the whole movie. Right, if yeah. he could talk, he'd be God, a great. Well, that's some a of great those star. lines he was saying too, like uh, in that crazy hayseed accent, like uh, saying about you gotta watch the extras, extras. Yeah. yeah, extras. <laughs> What do you say? It's like, you know, when I see Bill lighting the 4K, I know that's Bill lighting the 4K, but extras, you don't know. <laughs> yeah. yes. He was right. Yeah. Because it was the extras yeah. that yep. did drug George Clooney. Yeah, it was, yeah Wayne Knight. And, and who they, looked like the guys from Hercules. Uh, it was Wayne Hercules. Knight, was the other guy. Right. Jeff, I know I, I know him. He was a, He's an old Acme guy, and he's in the guild. I want to say Jeff. I don't know. His name's Jeff something. I know it's not Jeff Stevenson. That's our old manager. <laughs> at the pizza restaurant we worked at. Yeah, Chances not a show are it's not manager. Yeah. Not so much. yeah, not that manager. Our restaurant manager. But if you're ever in Chicago, go to Bacino's on 75 East Wacker. It's excellent. Nice, nice slice of pie. Delicious yeah. stuffed pizza. Um, but I Chicago's like known for that. That's yes, right. Yes, I liked is. those characters at the beginning. I, I wish we would have seen them again, but it was it kind of set up, which is a very Coen Brothers thing, that ev- even the small characters have very specific, you know, looks and intents and you know those guys even i don't think they even had lines maybe wayne knight had one line uh there when they were on the set but otherwise they're there to be <coughs> to be memorable yes. you know visually memorable and then also to move the story along even like jonah hill he had three four lines yeah. right and that was it and he and that was his only scene but he was still very instrumental and uh 
I thought it was really funny that they got together at the end. Like all the shit they were trying to conspire. Well, we'll we'll have him adopt the kid, and then she'll adopt it, right. and then we'll work it out. And they did all the paperwork, mm-hmm. and then ah, it worked out. And, and, and she just did because well, you saw it was happening in the office. Yeah, she's like, she's you're a reliable him. man, aren't you? Exactly. <laughs> and things just kind of work out sometimes. Like when he's eating dinner, and they're talking about his kid at shortstop, and he says, "Oh, I guess it worked itself out." Yeah, because that yeah. was another thing. Uh-huh. Like, oh, I got to call the coach. I got to right. do right. this. And, and it was like some things, he, it was like part of the way he fixes things is by letting them work themselves out. Let let the problem be all crazy. And if you have to sort it out, great. But sometimes it sorts itself out. Right. You know, and with his kids. And I don't know. And, and, and again, it goes back to that. If he wasn't doing that, he wouldn't be happy. He'd be bored out of his skull. Yeah, right. He needs to have 10 million things going on. I just miserable. want to point out real quick it's, it's Veronica Osario who plays. Uh, Carlotta Valdez, and she actually, um, if you go to IMDb, she's from Upright Citizens Brigade in New York mm. and now L.A., and, uh, you know, she was in the Comedy Bang Bang TV series, and she's had a couple little TV shows and stuff like that, so she's a, uh, th- yeah, there's a, that's that's the thing I thought that I, that I did love, again, going to the movie in terms of the casting, so I loved all the big star celebrity right. casting, mm-hmm. but then the sort of lesser known people were really... They were really solid, too. Really Absolutely. solid. Absolutely, yeah, that kid who played Hobie was great. Oh, man, Alden... Aaron Ray. I mean, they're yeah. really... <laughs> right? Yeah. The Coen brothers are just amazing directors of actors, too. Like, they yeah. get performances out of actors that you've never seen before. Like, if you watch even yeah. Oh, Brother, Where Art Thou? And you see, well, I've never seen George Clooney like that before. Mm. You'd have to go back to Return of the Killer Tomatoes mm-hmm. to see. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Well, even... Um, <laughs> what was that one, that stupid divorce movie he was in? Mm. Cruel Intention? No, that's not what it was called. I always want to say irreconcilable differences, but that's not it. But the one George Clooney and Catherine Zeta Jones, right. Billy Bob Thornton, that one, he's that movie's not very good, but I think Clooney's hilarious in it. And he I think that's like that's the kind of performance. When people work with the Coens, they really want to give their best yes. performance. Uh-huh. So they work really, really hard. Honestly, it's intolerable like intolerable cruelty. There you go, mm-hmm. intolerable cruelty. If you got a job on a Coen Brothers movie, you'd be like, Oh my God, I gotta be as good as uh, Gabriel Byrne in Miller's Crossing, yeah. right? I have and that's to be. A, a, that's a high bar. To go back to 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 let me defend Hudsucker Proxy a little bit here. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know that's uh, first of all. I mean, let me bring let me bring up Hudsucker Hud Proxy. Uh, I will say Paul Newman is really. That's good what I was about to say. Yeah. Paul Newman is in Hudsucker Proxy, yeah. and he plays this this. Just old, you know, Sidney J. Musburger. Like, right. he just plays this old, old, crusty corporate guy. I mean, Tim Robbins, uh, I love it. Like, uh, John Mahoney, he, I love that movie because it, um, first of all, it's very hilarious how they depict, like, Miller's Crossing, they show big city politics. Right. The mayor and the police chief are just like, hey, like whatever, <laughs> yeah. whatever mobsters got <laughs> yeah. the power Hi, that day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they look identical. Yeah, they're just that's pretty great. They just yeah. look like corrupt guys. Yeah. Um, whereas this was so showing how sort of ridiculous corporate America is. Yeah. You know, and uh, and how quick the winds change for them. You know, and yeah. and, and Jennifer Jason Lee, um, you know, he's the new that he's the new kid, and then he. He has some quote that they all, I forget the quote that the, the press loves, and then he tries it again. And oh, like, right. And they're like, mm, mm. yeah. And then the headline, things going south. You know, it's just like he's done, he's yeah. out. Um, right. Because the straw guy comes in, you know, for drinks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's it, great performances for sure. Even if it's a movie like, well, like Burn After Reading. I don't think it's so great, but funny performances in that movie. For yeah, sure. again, again, you, you George per- Clooney and Brad Pitt. Yes, really, really funny and burn over, burn after reading. It just uh, the movie itself didn't really come together. Yeah. Um, hey, you know what? We have a we have an ad read. What? Uh, we do. We have a sponsor. This oh, uh, sweet. Hey guys, if you like, oh, <laughs> oh, sorry, I was going to do the commercial. This is um, this is Squarespace. This episode is brought to you by Squarespace and start building your website today. Now, one of the things we want to talk to you about Squarespace is you could get a professionally designed, designed website regardless of your skill level. No coding required. It's easy to use. It's got great tools and you get a free domain name if you sign up for a year. But that's not all. No. No, why wouldn't you use a coupon code? What what happens when you use a coupon code, Chris? You get ten percent off. Oh my god, but ten percent? That's yes. what's the coupon code though? Comedy film nerds. Wow, that's the name of our show. Oh, Type it in beautifully. Oh. Type it in. 
comedy, film, nerds. I wanted the, the uh, actually the Squarespace ad uh, at, that was in the Super Bowl was yeah. hilarious. That Key and Peele were in it. Oh, I didn't see it. It was very funny. Um, I was like, oh, it was this funny ad. And I was like, oh, cool. And at the end, it's like Squarespace. I was like, nice. Mm-hmm. Key and Peele are. Those I dudes watched are a funny. lot of those ads. Some of them were no good. It was this. It was probably. Well, you know what the thing they all had in common? They all cost a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, all the money was on the screen. It, it was mm-hmm. there was the key. There was the Key and Peele Squarespace ad, and maybe one or two others. There, everything else was just sort of like, meh. like there wasn't any big laugh out loud ones like uh, like you get in the past. Mm-hmm. But I like I like the avocado one with the aliens or the future or whatever. Sure. That was really good. But I like, it was, to me, a lot of the ads were like, oh, this is cool. Oh, it's for that. Yeah. It was like, <laughs> like that NFL one, I thought, the Super Bowl babies, I was like, this is kind of cute. And then I went, oh, it's for the NFL? Yeah, they're all about family. Fuck the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, that's what I was like at the end. Yeah, I'm not really a fan of the NFL, so <laughs> F it that they got all these kids together to sing about how great the NFL is. And here's Seal, the guy who beat up his wife. Eh, makes sense. Hmm. So <laughs> I'm not really Well a then fan. Uh, Paul you should go start a website at squarespace.com and talk about why you're not a fan of the NFL. That's right. Yes. It's called fuckthenfl.com is my new website. And you use a coupon code comedy film. That's right. 10%, 10%. I got 10% off. <laughs> it's pretty great. It's good. So. And we always tell you to uh, support Squarespace because they're a huge supporter of the podcast space and of the festival. So they're they're a great sponsor. They support podcasts. They 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 have really helped in the last whatever you know three four years, uh, four five years maybe of of supporting the podcast. Not and obviously they they you know they buy ad time on the big shows, but we're not that big of a show, Mm-mm. and they're helping us helping us out. So as we said, you guys. Uh, many ways that you can support this web, uh, us comedy film nerds, is by using the sponsors. So yes. if you if you need to design a website, go to Squarespace and use our coupon code. It helps mm-hmm. us out. It helps everybody out. All right. So let's get back into a little hail Caesar. <laughs> work it. Uh, <laughs> hashtag work it. <laughs> um, so I I want to I want to go go back to um, some of the other uh, so the the like. The, the the wide birth of uh Coen Brothers type movies. Mm-hmm. Because this was this was big and it was fun. Mm-hmm. Um I, I I guess I sort of I really gravitate to to true true grit and no country for old men because I the my first movie I ever saw of theirs was Blood Simple and I was like, yes. Oh God, this is this is dark and yeah. And, and and when you people when, when that when there's like most of the characters aren't that redeemable, no, yeah, uh-uh. yeah. It, but it had such a, a style and such a, a vision and a voice to it. You're like, oh, you're going to see more movies by from these guys. But No Country yeah. for Old Men was so dark, and um, just the the way the actors again are directed by the Coen brothers. Like you know, you have Javier Bardem, and this is before he really this blew was his up. breakout. This was yeah, his breakout role. Sure. You know, I'm watching this movie thinking, well, how did they get a psychopath to be in this movie? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not like, this lunatic. is not an actor to actually yeah. play. This is a psychopath that they actually hired to be in this movie. And they're like, right <laughs> yeah. off camera is just right. like a sheriff with a gun right. on right. Yeah. Well, If he acts up, we're taking him down. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's it's really amazing what, what they can do with um, with different actors, but in different genres, too. You know, you have like an Oh Brother, Where Art Thou, where you have, it's funny, but also it's a musical, too, and it's based on... Uh, you, you know, the Odyssey. The, the Odyssey. Yeah, it's also based on yeah, a and famous uh, Greek story. And I think it's, you know, obviously those two movies are based on books. So, you know, they wrote the scripts based on mm-hmm. books. And then they also write the, their original stuff. And I think it's it's kind of fun because, like you said, the, it's usually the original scripts that sometimes are amiss. But there's very few filmmakers out there who will make a movie that you can say, well, I didn't really like it, but this was interesting. You know, usually even when it's a great director and they make a, a crappy movie, you go, wow, it's that crappy was, all the way. That through. was a whiff. Yeah. yeah you're <laughs> yeah. like, that was 100%. You blew it. Mm-hmm. Put that in the ground and don't ever talk about it again. Ridley Scott, you know, yeah. or whoever it is, they make one bad movie all the way through. But the Coen brothers, even if you like, if you made a list of all their movies and went to the bottom, like, from bad to from good to bad, and took the worst Coen Brothers movie ever. You would still go, but there's it's still pretty good. It still had this thing in it. <laughs> Lady Killers, one thing. Lady, Lady Killers, Intolerable yeah. Cruelty. I go, yeah. Like the, I remember the thing I said about Intolerable Cruelty was I felt like I was watching someone do an impression 
of a Coen Brothers movie. Right. Right. But yes. still had good moments. There's yeah. still moments where in Lady Killers where Tom Hanks yeah. is being a Coen Brothers character. And Tom Hanks, I mean, that's the best example because that's the only movie they've worked on together. Mm-hmm. Tom Hanks, of course, probably the biggest American movie star uh, in history, not just today, but you know, when you think of American movie stars, it's right. Tom Hanks and Bill Murray, I guess. And, and Clooney. And Clooney, yes, and these Brad days. Pitt. But even Tom Hanks, his, his career- <laughs> Has been long. He's the yes. longest. Yeah, yeah. right? Yeah, He's you, been a movie star since we were little kids. Yes. You know, so that's, and that's a big deal. So, but he, to work with them in that one movie, and he gives a performance that is different than any other performance he gives. He's not the guy from those idiot uh, uh, art movies. What are they called? The Da Vinci Code movies. He's not oh. that idiot. I hate that. He's not the guy from Splash. He's not the dude dying of AIDS. Right. He's this weirdo in this basement of this house. In this weird suit. <laughs> right? <laughs> Saying crazy ass things. And you're like, and, and so when you walk out, you go, that wasn't a very good movie, but man, Tom Hanks was funny. Yeah. And so it's like, okay, that was a win. There's for something me. there. Yeah. And, and little things, even like, I bet there's somebody who saw Hail Caesar and went, ah, that was a waste of time. But you know what? Frances McDormand was hilarious. Right. That one that little one scene, scene she's when in. she was an editor. Right? Yeah. It's just like, and it's, it, it, the thing that was so great about was that. strangled by her own scarf. Her own scarf. That was so brilliant. And you know that's happened. You know, you know that course. somebody. Uh, you know, she, she Based came Based on to, a real story. You know, right. the next day she wore another scarf. Right, yeah. <laughs> she's smoking cigarettes around film. Yeah. Yeah, right? Just, and no one said, hey, no one whoa. Cares. You know? It's okay. And even when that, they're watching it and it burns and you're like, ah, cool, that doesn't happen anymore, but that used to happen. And he looks over, all of a sudden, like, boom, she He's choking. It's yeah. like, it, it, you know, the stakes just immediately go high and you think, oh, is she going to die? What's going on? This is so unexpected. The one character who right. might die <laughs> is the, the editing lady. Yeah. And then, and then, hit reverse. He hits reverse and then, oh, back to watching yeah. the movie. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. oh, yeah. Here we go. Yeah. And he just kind of was like, and, and, and so true to his character of, I'm the fixer. Yeah. All right, fixed her. She's not yeah. dead. All yeah, right. That's good. All right. We're good over here? Okay. Yeah, all right, now. Back to, back to the footage. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. We got a picture to put out. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I got a picture to make. And and it's and I like how he also was about, like, this is our big picture. Like, this was going to be Ben-Hur or the Bible. Yes. Or any, or any mm-hmm. other big movie like that. And having all the... The religious leaders in there. That was a nice little scene. Got to see Alan Havy. Alan Havy had yeah. a nice yeah. scene, uh-huh. and that was yep. hilarious. Yes. Yeah, and they were, and it was realistic, too. Like, the main old-school Catholic guy, all he cared about was the script, really. He was like, yeah, hey, it's not very believable, but... And then yeah. the Jewish guy was like, Christ who? Christ is just a dude. I couldn't care less what you say about Christ. That was hilarious, and it was realistic. And Havy was just like, well, he was the Southern preacher yeah. guy. I thought I thought that was a great well. I love too when he's like, "So, what do you guys think?" And the Muslim guy's like, "Well, I thought the action was unbelievable." He's like, "Get not. I wasn't asking <laughs> your fucking right? kid. Like it was so." <laughs> yeah, he's just like, "What?" Uh, uh, yeah, it, th- that scene. And the funny thing is, that scene could have been removed from the movie, and you would have never missed it. It, it didn't really make it, 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 any difference in the rest of the movie, uh-huh. but it was a nice, funny scene. Those four characters only appear in that scene, yeah. right? You know, and it was almost like a bottling, like they're just in that one little, that one room. And it was a part of his job of trying to avoid a problem later on. Like, oh, oh was... you, you gotta, you, you know, the, you gotta nip this in the bud to make sure, like, we don't want this picture to get protest once it's released. Because yeah, and he's walking bad. with his secretary, like, uh, you know, get a priest and a thing and right. another guy, yeah. whatever, another guy from a, something else, get him in right. there. Yeah, and it, and it wasn't. It, I mean, it's credit to Josh Brolin as an actor because it it wasn't like he was doing all this just to get it done. He really cared about all these things he was doing. Well, the thing that was important too was that you saw. He had to answer to somebody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone yeah. has to answer to somebody. And there's a money guy in New York that he only talks to on the phone. And he's like, right. yes, sir. Whatever, yep. sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. And the Everyone's other thing, got a boss. Everyone's got a boss. The other thing, too, about Brolin, he, was not, he wasn't an asshole. No. He's like, you know, he's always, how you doing? He's always trying to smooth it over. There was only one time where he had to put his foot up in someone's ass, and that was... Clooney at the right, end. Right, right. The big star. Who, <laughs> the big star. Yeah, he, but he, he, no one else is going to talk to him that way. Right. Even the beginning, and he would never talk to that star in front of anybody. No. Right. Right, it was just them in the just office. Just man to man. Anybody asks, we ironed it out, you yeah. know? Yep. 
But and then he, then he was supportive at the end. Now go be a star. Yeah, yeah. Clooney's crying, and again, yeah. he's yeah. a big douchebag, and not like he was overbearing and cruel. Right. He was just a Hollywood douchebag. Yeah. And drinking his, and then it's not until he slaps him, and Clooney reverts back to what he really is—just some dumb actor. Yeah. He's yeah. like, okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> now, okay, now that I've broken you down, I'm gonna build you back up and yeah. go out and be a star. Yeah. yeah. So great. And yeah, and I think really the best part is. Old Hollywood guys are going to watch this and go, oh, my God, that's exactly how it was. But Kirk Douglas watches this movie and goes, oh, my God, that's yeah. me. That's me on the screen. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I just because I felt like I was just watching reenactments of old Hollywood old 50s, stores. Yeah. Like yeah. Of guys going now yep. back in those days. There was uh, <laughs> here's what it was like. Got some columnists. Yes. They had access to the studio. And now, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was exactly what it was because they were just walking on to the set. Right. Hi. Hi, yeah. I'm here to bother people. Yeah. yeah. That's so great. Could you imagine trying that today? Hi, I'm here to just uh, take some pictures and stuff. Yeah, I have a blog. <laughs> yeah. Beat Hilarious. it. I remember back in the old days when we used to just sneak onto things. Yeah. Like when we were in college or whatever. It's like, yeah, I'm going to sneak onto this set or I'm going to sneak on. They're filming a movie over here. Yeah. I remember when I was in college, they were shooting that crappy movie Madhouse with John Larroquette and Kirstie Alley. They were shooting it up the street from the U of A. So me and a bunch of people went there to watch them. And they were shooting in front of this house. And I was like, I'm totally going to sneak on this set. And they called lunch or dinner or whatever. And they had pizza delivered. And I was like, I'm going to sneak on. I went back and walked up the alley and then came out from behind the houses, walked up to the table and took a piece of pizza and was hanging out while my friends were on the other side of the fence or line or what it was. And I was like, hey, sweet, I'm eating uh, John Larroquette's pizza. (laughs) And I just hung out there and ate some pizza for a while and then snuck back off the set. I, I always said, like, if you were, like, new to L.A. and were hungry, I go, just get a clipboard and a headset and you can walk on any set. When they're breaking for lunch, just walk, be, like, yep. in a hurry. Mm-hmm. You yep. know, like, on either on the headset or on your cell phone and just like, hey, how are you? Hey, is, is uh, um, uh, Mary? And they'll go... Uh, Oh, you mean Janie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is Janie? Is Janie? Yeah, yeah. She's. Oh no, she's. Okay. okay. All right. I'll find her. I'll find her. Hold I on. gotta grab some stuff. All right. <laughs> yeah. Get or like just walk by where go down to Hollywood Center Studios and because around lunchtime and there'll be a big setup. Just get in line. Just be. Yeah. Because yeah. people are gonna look at you, but they're not gonna say anything. No, everyone's no. worried that like, well, what if he's what yeah, if, if he's, he's the, the EP? Guy? Yeah, he's the guy. Well, he might be one of the money producers. The big yeah. deals. I remember Chip. Chinnery told me when he was on Wilfred, remember that show Wilfred? Mm-hmm. He's sitting there next to the guy playing Wilfred, and he goes, so how'd you get this gig? Not knowing that he's the dude who created the show mm-hmm. and, and is the star of it, whatever. He's like, how'd you get this gig? And the guy's like, oh, well, I saw this show over in Australia. And, blah, and he's telling him the whole history of the show, and Chip's like, oh, shit, he's the guy. Oh, <laughs> I hope I didn't, I'm glad I didn't say anything about, wow, this show's stupid, huh? This stupid fucking show. Because you never know who's the guy. Never. You and never know. You, you got to watch your mouth. So, yeah, just get in line, grab a, a hamburger and some salad. And be in a hurry. Yes. Either blend in and just sort of sit with everybody or be in a hurry. Yeah. And especially And that's extras. what producers are doing anyway. That's true. true. Yeah. What else are they really they doing? Just hang out and get free meals. Yeah, yeah. Just tell them you're a producer or tell yeah. them you're either with the network or yeah. with the studio. With the studio. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's the lesson from the movie. There you go. Exactly. And use uh, that 10% off Comedy Film Nerds code when you get in line. You tell, you tell comedy film nerds and you get 10% off. That coupon code works anywhere. It does. Pretty much. Retail yeah. outlets. I just yell. I go to the gas station. I yell it at the pump. Comedy film nerds. 10% yeah, off. It's good. It's a good deal. Yeah. Use it everywhere. Voice activated Prostitutes. pump. Prostitutes. Yeah. It's a voice activated pump. And immediately 10% off. Um, Prostitutes will give you 10% yeah, off. It's good stuff. They won't, And you give them the whole thing, not just the tip. Paul Goble, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Paul Goble. I figured we were getting to the end. I had to do something to make you sorry you invited me. Or, oh, it happened a while ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Come on. <laughs> yeah, like 20 years ago it, it happened. Write down time code. Write <laughs> down time code. <laughs> it happened long ago. Um, all right. Well, that's it. That's spoiler up 42. Hail Caesar. I, I'm, I'm honestly, guys, I was sort of like, eh. Listening to the two of you, <laughs> I'm actually like yes. I see the vision of the Coen Brothers more. Awesome, and I wanna mm-hmm. I'm gonna see it again. I've had that happen to me when I've been talking. You and CJ once turned me around. Right. <laughs> well, I will say this is a movie you can see again, you can watch again, and enjoy because see when you know what's coming up, like that dance scene. The whole time I I just had my 
jaw, you know, right. wide open. And I would like to watch that scene again so I know what's coming, especially to see like that, that scene where they're they're sitting on the bar stools and doing that tap thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they were really doing that, but man, Who that cares? was great. It was great. Right? Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I want to see that again. So you could definitely watch this movie twice. I think. Um. All right. Well, Paul Goble, where can people find you on the internet? Listen to your show. Uh, hey, watch this is available. Uh, you know, on iTunes and, and at my website, thekingoftv.com. You can listen to all the episodes there. And the king of TV dot, the king of TV.com is where to go for all your king of TV needs. You can follow me on the Twitter at Paul Goble Show. Uh, uh, man, I'm hilarious on Twitter. Uh, you can be my friend on Facebook. Uh, I will I'll accept just about anybody's friend request on Facebook uh, and even LinkedIn. You know what? I'll be your friend on LinkedIn. Oh, don't nice. say that. Mm-hmm. I will. I will be your friend on LinkedIn. Um, will you give someone a recommendation? If I, if if I know them, sure. But <laughs> I got very high standards. So, um, but yeah, be uh, be my friend on the Facebook and follow me on the Twitter. And you can always reach me, Paul at thekingoftv.com. Nice. Um, well, if you go to uh, the U- my YouTube channel, youtube.com uh, slash Graham Elwood, you can see. Uh, Hello Junkie, where Paul Goble plays the chief of police. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, Probably my greatest role yeah. ever. It, it is. Damn it, Striker. Yeah. I'm going I'm to be honest. I've never put anything into a role like that. <laughs> it's pretty great. It was, uh, yeah, that was fun. So you can see Paul doing that. Uh, I'll be headlining the Improv at Harrah's in Las Vegas. I'm actually there this week, February 9th through 14th. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm doing a show uh, with Mike Schmidt that he's starting uh, Monday nights at the Three of Clubs, I believe, in Hollywood, uh, February 22nd. It's called 202020. He's having three comics do 20 minutes each. Oh, nice. In LA, which uh, doesn't happen that often. So that's cool. Oh, that'll be fun. Uh, and then uh, February 27th uh, at the improv lab and then uh we're gonna be you know uh doing a lot of stuff with we'll talk about it in some later episodes a lot of stuff with the oscars obviously yes are you you guys Mm -hmm. recording this show at the improv lab or are you just doing stand-up comedy jokes there? Uh, I'm doing like a variety show. Oh, like doing a, different things. Yeah. And we, are, we got some plans for some interesting There, there will be some. Shows. Yeah, there will be some comedy filmer shows so as well. So stay tuned. Stay yeah, tuned. You got some right. cool stuff coming up live. <laughs> 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 um, all right, guys. I think that's it. Anything else? That is. We just want to mention that we are almost done the uh, earbuds. We are, we are closing in on the uh, sound and also the color correction. So it's really cool. Right now, we just sent a... Uh, an update to the Kickstarter backers. We're going to be working on featurettes for the DVD and we're telling people to um, respond and say, which podcasts or people would you like to see profiled on the uh, uh, DVD with a um, featurette? However, it can't be anyone we don't have footage for already. (laughs) We will not be going back into production. You should go interview. No, no, that costs money, kids. I was worried that by the time you guys finish this movie, podcasts wouldn't be a thing anymore. Yeah. <laughs> People have moved on to the next thing where you you you, you broadcast well, then it's a, a documentary show. about this wonderful little then, moment. Then it's back a, in the old days. Yeah, then it's historical. Podcasts were great <laughs> back in the old days. So uh, we got oh, a lot of say, lot of cool stuff coming up. Boom! I want oh. to say that why? Because I, I can't get through a comedy film nerds podcast without some idiot going boom, right? <laughs> Isn't that, the, is that your tagline? Yeah. Boom. Yeah, that's yeah. my tagline. That was your yes. You got shirts that have your face on them and say, boom, underneath. Yes, Paul. You need to sell those, yeah. man. Those would oh. be awesome. New merch. Flying off the shelf. All right. We'll set those up. Yeah, yeah. We're going to get some boom shirts. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag boom. Nice. <laughs> hey, man. It's all about marketing. All right. Well, uh, thank you once again, Paul Goebel. My name is Graham Elwood. And I'm Chris Mancini. And as always, remember, Han shot first. Boom. <laughs> <laughs>